0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline your online sportsbook expert.
0: This is the Big Nasty, yeah, Big Nasty Hall of Fame Tempe Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tempe Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. You ain't listening, and you're missing
1: out. Woo! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. The brand new edition of the Cannon Fire podcast coming to you today. Episode 178. At least I think it's 178, right? I don't think my count's messed up. Let me check my notes here. Start to do these live shows and all the numbers mesh together. Yes, episode 178 of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, as always, Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. We come to you today with a little bit of news. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have signed a new running back. Former Cincinnati Bengal Gio Bernard is in the red pewter on a one-year deal. 29 years old, eight years in the league, never been to the playoffs. And uh, as of right now, he looks to be Tampa Bay's new third down back, replacing a guy like LaShawn McCoy. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, maybe the effects of the draft, what that means for the Buccaneers picking at 32 like i said we are live on youtube so shout out to all of our people in the live chat evan what is up my friend
0: Not much not uh not a ton it was uh didn't we we didn't expect to be doing a uh, a show today but here we are and uh yeah, glad, glad to be here. It's It's been a little slow. Like, I think, what, Leonard Fournette re-signing was the last really bit of news. And, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been pretty slow. I mean, you've had some rumors about Antonio Brown, but not really any, like, substantial ones. Um, but then this comes out of sort of left field. And yeah. um, it was actually a correction. Gio Bernard has been to the playoffs, but he's never won a playoff game. So, gotcha, my bad. Um, that was that was the whole busy on the bangles, You know how that works. Yeah, right. Um, um, but uh, yeah, so he's been in the playoffs, never won a playoff game. Hopefully, that changes this season. But uh, yeah, it, like I said, I was I was just sitting there on my phone, and uh, I have tweet notifications on and stuff, and I was like, oh, well, okay. So I quick scrambled. I didn't I didn't have any sort of anything ready I was like ah crap um so quick scrambled and you know it it was a surprise um I I figured it would be once they signed for net I really didn't expect them to go out and sign another free agent running back so um, I think that was the the big surprise to me
1: now the golden question at this point which I'm sure we're going to get a lot but uh what does this do about the Buccaneers and that coveted I guess coveted Uh, that draft pick that they have at 32 here in just a little bit. um, We've talked a lot about the possibility of taking a running back. If the right guy is there, your Travis Etienne, anybody who falls to 32 that you don't expect them to be there. And obviously taking a running back at 32 would make a lot of sense because as it stands right now with Bernard on a one-year deal, you've got Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette all through contract until next season. And then they're all free agents. And You know, keeping all three of those guys is going to be a little bit hard. So if you want to plan for the future, I guess even the short term future of, you know, the cap gymnastics that this team is going to have to play drafting a running back obviously makes it something you don't have to worry about as much. But my question for you, and I'm sure a lot of other people as well, um what does this mean for the pick at 32? Can we completely write off the list that the Bucs aren't going to take a running back? Or is it still maybe possibly something that they could happen if you know the right guy is there? Because that was the whole situation in the first place is if the right guy is there and ultimately falls to 32.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can't rule it out. Uh, I can I can't. I would not put in Sharpie. I wouldn't, you know, cross off. Oh, well, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, forget that. Um, I, I would, however, I would rule out probably a guy like Javante Williams. Uh, I don't think they'll they'll be in the market for a guy like him. I, I think the only reason they would draft a running back at thirty-two is if Travis Etienne or Najee Harris, more so, Najee Harris, um, is there. Uh, Travis Etienne, I could maybe see them passing on him at this point because he has a lot of a similar skill set to what they have already. But Najee Harris brings something that they don't really have—a um, co- a combination of speed, power, and the ability to pass catch. So, uh, if Najee Harris is there, it wouldn't shock me one bit. But I—I'm I, not. This doesn't rule out them drafting a running back for that reason, like you said. Uh, they have one running back under contract for 2022, and that's Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. And you just—you haven't really seen much of Keyshawn Vaughn, so you're not going into the 2022 season with Keyshawn Vaughn as your most experienced running back. So, you know, what are you going to do? Obviously you're not bringing back all three, you know, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, Gio Bernard, you're not going to bring back all three of them. I I'm pretty confident that you're not likely to bring back all three, uh, next off season. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I do think it makes it less likely that they draft a running back at 32. Like it, definitely it's you know, um, it definitely makes it less likely, because just what what's yeah there's there's a need, but at the same time, like that running back room now, <clears throat> there's four running backs. Are you gonna cut Keyshawn Vaughn? Are you gonna put him on the practice squad? Like if you can put him on the practice squad, somebody's gonna pick him up, so you're yeah. gonna lose him for nothing essentially.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, we've talked about it a lot, but the value of that third round pick that they ended up using on Keyshawn Vaughn, let's talk about him for a minute and the situation he finds himself in. You bring in Geo Bernard, that's just another veteran running back in this room that can kind of push him down a little bit further. So for a lot of the people who really expected Keyshawn Vaughn to get that fair shot to kind of show what he's worth, it, it seems like Bernard takes away a little bit of that opportunity. Um Do you think maybe he transitions to a role in special teams or, you know, where does he find himself with this latest sighting and God forbid the bucks take a, uh, you know, a running back at 32 and they're in a situation where they have to basically decide if they want to carry five running backs into the season or not, which they've done before, but you know, where does Keyshawn Vaughn find himself in the middle of all this?
0: Yeah, it's uh right now. It's not looking too good for Keyshawn Vaughn's chances uh, to get on the field uh, th- this season, it just—I mean—you got Ronald Jones and of Fournette. They're both better runners than Keyshawn Vaughn, and have Gia Bernard, who's a better pass catcher right now. So I just don't know. Arians said, "What do you say about like a breakout year or something?" I right, yeah. I just don't know if they like him that much. If they—if they really truly like him, why do this then? Like, why—why why bring Fournette back? Why—why yeah. why sign two free agent running backs? if you truly like what you've seen in Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, uh if you like what you see in Keyshawn Vaughn, have Jones, have Vaughn and draft a running back in like the fourth round and call it good. Let Fournette walk and don't sign Bernard. Um you know I, I think uh I I think it's it's interesting because it sort of signals to me that yeah they like Vaughn but I also think that they still believe he could be maybe a, a year or two away so uh there was something from Ethan Ennis in the chat said you know I'd say Najee at 32 or roll with the guys you have Najee on a rookie deal plus a fifth year option he can run catch and pass block Bruce Harris I love a guy with all three so yeah I mean he said David Johnson type I mean yeah they're, they're not the same player they're not the same type of player but just like what you said, you can sort of do a combination of all three, and that fifth year option is valuable. So, yeah. um, but I, I, I would, like I said, I, I think Najee Harris is the one guy that if he's there, I just I don't think the Bucks expect him to be there. Um, I, I just I, I don't I think at this point maybe the Bucks got some intel that like yeah Najee Harris like he's not gonna be there, um, but it, it's still I, he would be the one guy I think if you were gonna pick a running back that um sort of opens up and i i I think you could see them carry five running backs into a season it's it's not it's it's not common right but they like like you said like i said earlier they have done it before um it's it's not very common but it's something that they've done before Uh, i just just don't know if they're in a if they're in a position to do it. it all depends on how what are the other position battles? Because If you're carrying five running backs, you're going to have to do you go two quarterbacks instead of three, like you normally have? Do you go yeah. five wide receivers instead of six? Do you go three tens instead of four? So those are the, the tough decisions you have to make. Willie be Beeman.
1: Willie Beeman, $20 <laughs> towards the Wendy's Fund. Good evening, fellas, and shout out to all the soldiers and Bucks and Nation. I like the move because Geo is going to be a solid pass catching back, which makes our offense much more deadly. I think the team's lost hope in Vaughn at the Chicago game Uh, we, you know, we've talked about basically the turning point for Keyshawn Vaughn and and we talked about the Chicago game, but even the chances that he got after that, his sample size is pretty small. And you know, that's kind of the point that I try to defend that his sample size is still pretty small, but what he did give Tampa Bay was, was not great football. Um, And we just, Mm -hmm. we have to be honest about that. So if you are Keyshawn Vaughn and you're the bucks looking at that running back, look at what he's given you the NFL is a uh, what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of league. And and lately, Keyshawn Vaughn put the Buccaneers in a lot of bad situations, and unfortunately, that's just the way that it is. But I, I do like Gio Bernard, and I like that they have you know a running back that you can trust a little bit better and catching out of the backfield. Not to say that LaShawn McCoy wasn't that guy, but look at his sample size in Tampa Bay as well. You, you know, he had uh, – was it the Minnesota game that he had like four carries for 30-something yards?
0: For the McCoy? Yeah. 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 Yeah, That was was the game that that was the, the four net scratch game.
1: right? That was the one game that he exploded and we really didn't see him, you know, catch a whole lot of passes out of the backfield or anything like that after that game. So that's kind of where that sits. And you look at Bernard as a McCoy replacement. He's definitely an improvement. And just like you said, Willie, uh, it does add another dimension to this passing game. Thank you so much for your super chat, my friend. We do appreciate your support.
0: Yeah. Thanks a lot, Willie. Really appreciate it. And uh, Kevin says, I think the plan at 32 is to trade down. It could be, um, but you also have to have a partner. And, you know, you are don't know. I mean, I think the Bucks are open to it. I don't know if they plan on doing it because in a draft, you just, you never know who's available. Yeah. So, like, it could there be a guy there that you're not expecting to be there? And you're like, oh, I'm not trading out. Or is there a guy there that you think is going to be there? And you're like, oh, this team could want him. So maybe we could trade back with them. And then all of a sudden that guy's not there. So you're like, you're, you're kind of screwed. Right. So I, I don't really know if they're planning on trading out. I think, like I said, they're open to anything. I think they're open to trading out, you know, five, six picks. They're open to trading up. I think five to six picks. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't expect them to move up to 13, you know, to, to grab somebody, right. but you know, if somebody's sitting there at 25, 24, and they really want them, why not give you know like your your third round pick to to move up uh, and, and get that guy if if you really like him why not do that? Yeah. It's not like you have uh, a ton of needs, right? It's, um, but the big thing with Keyshawn Vaughn it is the last thing we'll really say about him before maybe moving on to you know some some other stuff. But Keyshawn Vaughn would be fine if the Bucks weren't trying to compete for another Super Bowl. Right? Uh, you know he just can't. You can't rely on that dude when you're trying to be a contender uh, because you know, you haven't seen enough out of him. So what if he what what if you rely on him and, and he sucks again? Then you're you're I'm gonna use the word screwed again. You're you're you know like you just literally Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn and Keyshawn Vaughn's bad. Oh well, like you have one running back that you basically can play. Um, so that's why just for. If if the Bucs were still a 6 and ten, seven and 9 football team, it'd be fine, you know, to, yeah, you know, don't sign Fournette, don't sign Bernard, you know, don't sign a guy like Bernard, 29 years old, no, don't do that, just give this carry to Vaughn, that would be fine, if you were in a different situation, this team just, it needs more surefire bets than hopeful ones right now.
1: No, that's a really great point that you brought up and frankly I haven't heard about it. I haven't heard it talked about enough. We've talked a lot about how the Bucks are in a very different situation this season, not only with the draft, but just with everything going on and how they, you know, plan to build this team for the season. Obviously, the winning window that we've talked about even since before the Super Bowl victory is very limited in itself. So it is not an atmosphere where you can, you know, wait around for a player that might be good. We, we talked about how the NFL is a pretty unforgiving league. It is a, what have you done lately for me league, but all of those are just amplified, you know, when you are contending for a championship and especially when you're the team coming off of that championship and looking to defend. So the timetable for a guy like Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be a little bit shorter. And of course we know yeah. that the addition of Gio Bernard is not, going to help his case whatsoever
0: and and also the the leash in games is going to be shorter oh, yeah. you know he, f- he fumbled in the chicago game he didn't come back he fumbled in the in the washington game he didn't come back yeah. so speaking of the washington game yeah our, our buddy is it is it kyle is that is that how you spell that sorry yeah if that's I, kyle if I, okay uh anyone else want a safety or a cornerback in the first round remember all season including the washington football uh, team playoff game coverage was a struggle well uh, I, their, their coverage for the most part in, in, in during the season was fine. Um,
1: I, I think the I, coverage during the, uh, you know, the Washington game was part and due to Taylor Heineke just dude, going out was, there. and
0: he, if, if you look at the film, he, he the do play well. Yeah, like, he did. The, the dude just sometimes a guy, those guys get paid to play football too. Those guys get paid. So, yeah, he just he played good like he played out of his mind that game. Sometimes he's got to give credit. And the Bucs were also missing Devin White that game. So and that's a big factor there. Yeah. Um, no, I so do want I, I to did it, say okay. really quickly before we really got into
1: uh, the rest of the stuff going on, we actually have a live show planned for tomorrow night as well. Yes. and uh we weren't even expecting to do the show today so our live no. show tomorrow is basically us kicking off our official draft coverage we've talked a lot about the pick at 32 but we'll kind of go into the later rounds and what the bucks can do tomorrow night but we're gonna have uh trevor sick up from the draft network here on the show so uh excited about that just wanted to get the word out so you guys can stay tuned
0: right yeah excited to have trevor on we like yeah we really weren't expecting to do a show today but uh <laughs> here we are so um so back to the, the question about a safety or, or a corner, I just, I would be shocked, um, especially safety. I think corner would be more likely, but I still would be pretty surprised, but safety. I mean, they just drafted Winfield the second, they yeah. drafted Mike Edwards in the third the year before um, they still have Jordan Whitehead. I know Jordan Whitehead is scheduled to be a free agent, but like the the secondary was really a strength. Like it, it, it really was. Um and then as far as cornerback, I mean, Carlton Davis is a free agent next year, but I don't think the Bucks plan on letting him go. And Sean Murphy Bunting and Jamel Dean are both free agents in two years, not next year. So that buys you a little bit more time. Uh, some people are talking in the chat now. I know it's a long shot, but do you guys believe Caleb Fairly falls? Um, the reason, this dude's probably a top 15 prospect, maybe even top 10. But the reason is he has a back issue, and that's really – really hurt him in his stock so what if he's there um if he's there you know maybe the bucks do consider him but the dude's too talented he's not going to be around at 32 uh what do you guys think of asante samuel jr in the second round he's not going to be there at 64 uh if you if you want a guy like that you'll probably have to pick him at 32 um Our i buddy really Ethan had said um, i would really love a young athletic yeah, trust third. me but so, what's up we've been, we, we've been saying this for two years now so
1: <laughs> i would really love a young, athletic third edge rusher to bring in to complement JPP and Shaq Barrett. Just imagine what Bulls could do with a, uh, you know, an Osai or maybe even a developmental guy. So, let's talk about maybe some of the pass rushers they could target. I know we talked about that kid out of Miami before, and that seems like the best possible situation. I don't know so much about interior defensive line, but some edge rushers that you might have your eye on and could be a possibility for the Bucks at thirty-two.
0: Well, it's you know, yeah, Jalen Phillips, I think, is, is the one. Now it does come with the biggest risk because he's already, you know, dealing with a lot of injuries and stuff. But um, I, I just think he's, he's a top 10. If you're talking pure talent, he's just a top 10 talent. And uh, you know, I see a a name in the chat. Aziz Ojalary from Georgia is a good player, but I think he'll, he'll probably go before the pick. Uh, Jason away from Penn state is a name I'd I'd watch out for. Uh, He could be that type of guy that's available at 32. Um, He's a bit raw right now, but. Uh, the beauty of it is that he doesn't need to play right now. He's, you know, he'll, he'll come in a little bit, but he's he's not going to be asked to be a starter. And that's what I think a lot of Bucks fans sort of aren't really considering because they haven't really been in this position ever. Um, A lot of Bucks fans, when I bring up some names are, Oh, no, he's, he's not ready to play. You don't need to be ready to play. Um, You know, all these guys, if you're drafting at 32, you're likely not getting a perfect prospect. Yeah. Like you, you're not getting a guy that, you know, the Bucks have okay. very lucky last year in the second round of Antoine Winfield. Right. Because I mean, Tristan Worfs, Yeah. You come in and expect him to start right away. And he did very well, but not everybody's a Tristan Wirfs. Yeah. You're the not Thirty. 30- yeah, I
1: mean, you can team,
0: yeah, oh Listen, it definitely teams, can happen.
1: Teams whiff in the draft every year and great players fall. You know, Chris Godwin was a mid round guy. There's a lot of guys on this team that are great players that were mid round guys. It happens every single year. But if you're looking at before the draft, you're not gonna get a first round prospect at 32. You could get a great not, player, yeah. but it really just kind of depends on how things shake out. So when you're looking at the way these guys are graded, you have to, you know, take that into account.
0: Yeah, it's hey, you're just yeah, you're not gonna exactly you're you're not going to get that that type of player and in the second round you're not going to get a second round quality player in the right. third round you're not going to get a third round quality player so um and it, it's different this year so um let's see i, I i'd like to see a trade-off for quitty pay if he slips or really we have a lot of needs uh pay i i feel like he's better suited for a four three um personally but i mean uh, he's he's okay i i don't know if i I'd, I'd move up for him but i would consider it if he if he slipped to like 27 or so maybe you move up a little bit um still prefer an edge rusher like Phillips or Osai, but i think Phillips ends up being a top 20 pick with his talent yeah it's yeah um fresh with a uh
1: with a good question that's kind of relevant to that defensive line what are your thoughts on anthony nelson you know we've talked a lot I know we talked about him a lot this time last year because of the departure of Carl Nassib, but Anthony Nelson was kind of drafted to be in a way, the replacement for Carl Nassib. And as right. we've seen, he really just isn't that guy. He doesn't hit home on pressures like a lot of those other defensive linemen do. But, but what are your thoughts on Nelly after all these, all these seasons?
0: And he is what he is. I think at this point, yeah, he did yeah. Uh, have some injuries in his rookie year. And then his second year um, didn't really get a whole lot of playing time, but, I don't know how you can expect much from the pass rush side out of him um just because he seems to long me
1: arms the big tall
0: build you know yeah he just he seems to me like a you know just a good run defender that's an outside linebacker just is what it is kind of maybe you can put him inside on some downs kick him inside to play against a, a guard where he may be a little bit faster yeah. um we'll, we'll see um let's see bulls JPP Shaq and the coaching stuff. Can make away a superstar. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could. I think away just needs a lot of guys in this class need that. Uh, Joseph Osai, a a lot of guys like this need to be in the right situations. Uh, Gregory Rousseau is one of the biggest cases. I don't believe the Bucks should be picking Gregory Rousseau. Um, but he's one of the biggest cases where he's a guy that to be successful, he's going to have to land in the perfect spot. And I think away is very similar. And I think Tampa could be that spot for away. Um, Oh, let's see. Let's see. Cam Sample at 64 would be cool. I, I like uh, Peyton Turner from Houston. Uh, keep an eye on Peyton Turner. I think Pewter Report had him in his mock draft today. It's the first time I've really seen him linked to the Bucks. but I've liked him for the past month or so. I really, really started digging at Peyton Turner. I I've, I've really, I really liked him. Um, to be fair, some of these young guys could be hurting their development with the lack of typical offseason and preseason. Uh, of course, right? But, you know, you're hoping that there's, more of an off season (laughs) and some of the preseason. Uh, Uh, Do you think Ryan Smith will resign Austin? (laughs) I got some news for you, pal. Um, I'm sorry to tell you he's, he's a charger. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Ryan Smith uh,
1: actually signed with LA uh, last week or the week before, but he has been off of the depth chart for, for a little while now. So sad to see him go, but you know, hopefully the bucks will find a way to replace that special. Oh, and
0: there, there was also another free agent departure that uh, Anthony Alclair signed with the Houston Texans. Yes, he did.
1: Yes, he did. So uh, now you've got now the start now
0: the the starting tight end's gone. I guess it's yeah. just, The the tight end room is is yeah yeah. Terrible. That's
1: obviously the biggest hole on the team. Is is uh you know with the departure of All Claire, the Bucks are going to need to go all out, trade up, and get Kyle Pitts. Uh, um, that's the only thing to do at this point. Yeah, uh, Kyle
0: <laughs> says. Please, please tell me you guys agree the book shouldn't draft a running, ba- uh, running back. I got running backs on the mind. Uh, a quarterback in the first two rounds. Well, we'll actually – I'll touch on this a little bit, but we'll touch on this a lot with Trevor uh, tomorrow. So be sure to tune in for that. And we're actually – for the episode with Trevor, we are talking about strictly offensive prospects. Uh, we will have somebody else on, uh, either – Later this week, next week, some point before the draft, we will have somebody else on to talk about some defensive prospects for the Bucks. But, um, if he texts me back,
1: <laughs>
0: if, if we get a response, yeah. if you're watching if- this, if you're watching this and you have an unread message from Rhett Matthew, <laughs> it, you know who you are and respond to it. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely have somebody on, but tomorrow we are talking strictly offensive and quarterbacks are one of the things we're going to talk about. So I personally don't believe they should. Uh, we'll get Trevor's thoughts on it. We'll also get Trevor's thoughts on a few individual players that maybe, you know, like uh, Kyle Trask, a Kellen Mond, a Davis Mills, um, some you know, guys like that. We'll get his thoughts on those guys, too. So stay tuned for that. I think I think something that factors
1: into the way that I feel about that, and a lot of people should probably feel this way, is that the Bucks already have a commitment from Tom Brady to play two more seasons.
0: That's huge.
1: That's, yeah. You know, two more seasons, the commitment to play all the way through is the biggest thing that you obviously take away from that. Um, if it was one season and the other was kind of up in the air, that's one thing. But when you get a commitment from Tom like that, I, I think just two years ahead – Is a little too early to be looking at something like that. And it's an interesting case because you've never had a quarterback who's pushing 44 years old coming off of a Super Bowl. You know, a quarterback at 44, typically you're past drafting his replacement. So it is a little bit of a waiting game. But I think when you get that commitment from Brady, the way that, you know, he's talked about wanting to stick around and keep playing this game. It's just a little bit too soon. And uh, it's it's the same Go ahead. I just don't think it's the move this year. I don't think the Bucks should be looking at any quarterbacks in the draft.
0: It's the same reason, but you know, yeah, you, you can look, I can look at pictures all I want. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, it's the same reason that they're not going to draft a cornerback very early because Sean Murphy, Bunting and Jamel Dean are both here for two more seasons at least. Yeah. So it's not like you have a year. You know, you have more than a year. You have an extra year. So
1: so maybe, um, maybe not the successor to Brady, but let's talk about something that people have brought up in the chat. And I know it, we haven't talked about a whole lot here on the show, but the backup quarterback position uh, the nice. Bucs have yet to re-sign Blaine Gabbert or Ryan Griffin. There's a couple of names floating around out there. After the Panthers made a move for Sam Darnold, it looks like Teddy Bridgewater is going to be on the move. Uh, he has a you know backup quarterback market, but I'm sure that he's going to want to sign with someone who is going to you know be interested in making him a potential starter there. Um, what is what does that market look like for the Bucs? Or, or are there anything? Any moves that could be made, or do you ultimately think Blaine Gabbert, Ryan Griffin, just kind of end up back on this team?
0: Uh, I I think it's gonna be Blaine Gabbert and Ryan Griffin, honestly. But yeah, uh, you know, Br- Bridgewater, you know, is. Everybody says, you know, Teddy isn't really Aaron's type of quarterback. We're going to go through this again. Um, we talked so, look, about
1: Teddy to Tampa Bay before they <laughs> even signed Brady be,
0: because the Bucks had a legitimate interest in, in Teddy Bridgewater. Like it was, it was real. Um, I still am under the impression that it was either Brady or Winston for the Bucks, but they, you know, early on, they, they liked what they saw from Teddy Bridgewater. And if Teddy Bridgewater were to be released, maybe they do make that call, but Hey Bridgewater isn't going to come cheap for a backup either, right. so he's going to be one of the most highly regarded backups that you can find, and he's all like you said, he's going to want to go to a place where he can start, or at least have a chance to start. um I, I've maybe, got him
1: forecasted. I, I mean, I think any team that has like an eh starting quarterback position is a real option for him, but I think he either ends up in Denver or like New York. Yeah, either I, one I, of the I New can York. See, teams at I could see. I could <laughs> see Denver. Yeah, I could yeah. see Denver.
0: Um. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just, you know, I wouldn't – I can't rule it completely. I can rule a trade out because they're, they're not going to trade for him. I no don't way. really think they're they're going to give any assets for him, even though if it trade, the Panthers would have to eat the money. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're not going to give up an asset for him. Uh, but, you know, if, if he's released, who knows? You know, because I, I know that Arians does like him and Arians does believe that he can fit the offense. Um, you know, he I, I'll tell you that right now. I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, he's not – you know he can't fit the he he can. Arians believes he can. Um, but also that wouldn't be yet again. That's not the the answer after Tom Brady. Teddy Bridgewater's not twenty five. He's twenty eight. You know, like he's like it's not like he's some some young gun. Yeah. Um. So let's let's move on.
1: Our buddy. This is another
0: thing. Go ahead. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah, I think we're talking about the same thing. I, I think
1: maybe. I don't know but uh, our buddy Kevin had actually brought up something in the chat a little earlier. And he said, you know, I think there's a real possibility. The bucks look to take a wide receiver in the draft and they do it pretty early. Let's talk about that situation because I I think with the pick at 32, we've talked a lot about how the bucks have tons of room to just have fun with this pick. There isn't a huge glaring need on this team currently. And any pick you make at 32 is going to have uh, implications on the future of that position as well. Not even so much what it looks like right now. So I think we're all in agreement here that more than likely Chris Godwin is not going to be a Buccaneer in 2022. Um, they're not going to want to pay Mike Evans and Chris Godwin wide receiver one money. And if Chris Godwin is a great season, which I think he will, he's going to go out, he's going to earn his money and he's going to make close to $20 million a year on a big contract somewhere. So drafting a wide receiver with pick number 32 doesn't really seem all that bad. You know, it, it, it goes without saying you can look at any position you want to what that free agency is going to look like next season and where the bucks are going to want to fill in that blank they could do it with pick thirty two but as far as wide uh as far as wide receiver goes who do you think are some of the guys they could fill that spot with
0: yeah I'm see not going to give an exact answer to that because no, everybody because every do every everybody everybody in this chat is going to love tomorrow's episode because we're yeah. we're gonna we're gonna cover that we are gonna cover uh the wide receivers and why it's not so crazy and why if you know the the card comes through and the it says elijah moore or Kadarius tony or rashad bateman any of those guys why if it says that why they shouldn't be shocked um Trade up for Kadarius Tony. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade up for, I wouldn't trade up for a wide receiver. But um Kadarius Tony is a Chris Godwin type receiver. I, no, I. They're oh, very a little different. undersized. Yeah, he's he's undersized. He's more of a speedster. Um, so I I I think you know a lot of people in the chat are going to like the conversation tomorrow but it just it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me we'll we'll get into it more and we'll even get into more specific players tomorrow and we'll ask Trevor his opinions on those his opinion on the fit uh Cody's in the chat what's up Cody hey um, my man
1: Cody he just started his own Bucks podcast it's uh i think it's called like buck your feelings i don't think he has any episodes out yet i don't know if it's going to be a video pod or an audio only thing but keep an eye out for that Cody's my good buddy and uh he does some good work Not too long ago, I got a care package sent to me from the newest sponsor of the Cannon Fire Podcast, our guys over at Sunday Scaries. It is a marketplace that provides stress relief products with a wide selection of CBD gummies, vitamins, and much more. And listen, I I know we've all had trouble sleeping before, and if you're like me at all, sometimes it sucks ass trying to finally fall asleep. The company offers 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. If the product's not for you, get your money back, no questions asked. For 25% off of your order, visit sundayscaries.com. Use our promo code CANNON for your discount. That's promo code CANNON, C-A-N-N-O-N, for 25% off at sundayscaries.com. Sleep better with the help of... Of our guys at Sunday Scaries.
0: So breaking news on the for the podcast. It has been what like a half hour? And I saw it earlier. Yeah. But then I saw it the second time. We finally have a question about Antonio Brown.
1: Oh wow. It took this
0: long? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So thoughts on A B. I, I think this is the same person that asked us like what are like what are our prediction was for A B. That's our guy Kyle. I, I, I still think Kyle with a C, man. That's uh, my guy. Uh, I, I I'd never seen that. It's very unique. Kyle, I like. I it.
1: only know Kyle with a C because one, it's Kyle with a C, but also he is a huge Brady Mark on Twitter, and we've been talking all season long. He's a he's a big fan of Brady, and we've talked all season just about anything and everything that's happening with this team. So he's he's a cool guy.
0: So I still think Antonio Brown ends up coming back, but um. And then B.A., I guess that's Bruce Arians, so lockdown defensive back. So I guess that's coming. I, I don't understand. Why does everybody still feel the need to like I people expect to have like a prime Darrell Rivas? Like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't understand. Like, people expect to have Deion Sanders back there. That's like that's not the NFL today. There's like true lockdown corners. There's maybe like two of them in the NFL. Like it's a passing league now. It it is like, I'm sorry, but the yeah the Bucks are going to give up more yards through the air than they are through the run. Like they are. Yeah. Um, that's just how the league is built. You see all these teams passing, all these quarterbacks passing for so many passing yards and stuff. That's just how it is. I, I mean. I just think Carlton Davis is a very good cornerback. Is he a lockdown corner? No, but is he a cornerback one on this team that just won a Super Bowl and shut down three straight elite offenses? Yes. I, I mean, um, yeah, I, I do think that Carlton Davis is a good corner. It's just he's not a lockdown, and just there's there's a lot of people out there. I've see, I've seen it not not just from you know Bruce Arians here, but I've I've seen it from. You know, I I mean, I guess if if Bruce Aries is telling us we should prep for it, right? But right. um, I've seen it from a lot of people that said, oh, they uh, they they need that shutdown guy. Do they? Do because they just want a Super Bowl without a, a shutdown guy. So do they actually need need a shutdown guy? Um, so uh, I I I don't I just don't you know I, I don't see the, the need for for you know to you to go out and and try and get a guy like Jalen Ramsey. I'm not saying you know. Jalen Nancy specifically but to try and go out and get that shut down top three top four corner like you don't need it right um I I think AB needs to realize the big mark is not there for him needs to come back I I think he does I I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's a it's a it's a problem there I just think he just he wants some wide receiver three money man he he doesn't want to sign for two million dollars again with no guarantees like he wants you know five to eight million I would guess with some guarantees that's all it is
1: yeah now Taking a look at some other positions. It's funny that we were talking about the wide receivers. I guess I just need to get this off of my chest. Uh, we were talking about it before we went live, but, you know, we're talking about where the Bucks can fill in some holes. What'll happen with potential free agent wide receivers, maybe taking a wide receiver at 32 in the draft. The guy had a great career, but are we not both just so fucking happy that Julian Edelman officially announced his retirement so we don't have to hear Edelman to Tampa for the next three weeks. Right? Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Before we went yeah. live, what it was like 20 minutes before we went live that Edelman announced his retirement, which good for him. Like I said, great career, three super bowls, but anywhere and everywhere, it was just oh, Edelman to Tampa, Edelman to Tampa. What for him to come here and ride the bench. Like I- I'm just so glad that that ship has sailed. So thank you, Julian for, uh, for retiring and saving me that headache.
0: The, uh, the Edelman, the Tampa thing lasted like what? 40 minutes or so.
1: Oh my God. It, it well, it lasted a whole year. It felt like, but yeah. Oh yeah. But, say... but it was,
0: it was never truly realistic. <laughs> right. Until... until
1: the, until the Pats released them.
0: Yeah. But I mean, because when the, when the Patriots like released him, I figured he was going to sign somewhere. And I was like, oh boy, like I don't think it's going to be Tampa, but he'll probably sign it after the draft and that's all you're going to hear. And Antonio Brown's not signed yet. So you can't rule Edelman out. And yeah. So thank God, finally you can rule Edelman out. Um, but i like I said, we were joking before the show. I said, "Yeah, just wait wait until you know week seven when Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are a little banged up." And Julian Elman goes, "Oh, you know what? My my body's feeling pretty good. I, yeah, I think I'm gonna knees, give this a my little knees run.
1: feel all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, see, Ben Ben
1: gets it. He said he was already sick of them, even though they were happening for like half an hour.
0: Yeah, Carlton Davis... Carlton Davis, good enough to be in the lockdown area. Only bad outing air calls against the Chiefs during the season. Exactly. That's the only truly bad game he had. Sure, sure, he had some bad plays. If you look around the league, every corner does. Like I said, the NFL, with the rules and stuff, do not make it easy on, on their cornerbacks anymore. Um, it, It's tough. Um, well, I remember AB for is a still
1: while our biggest gripe about Carlton Davis. It seemed like that first season and a half. Very handsy. Well, he was very handsy, but he was handsy and couldn't get any turnovers. The guy didn't yeah. have any picks for what? like two seasons?
0: I think yeah, his first pick came in his third season. it I was think.
1: it was against the Falcons. It was that game that well, actually a no no, no touchdown.
0: this was his third season. so it was it was a second it was his second season. Yeah. but it was like he'd get all these opportunities and he like has like stones for hands, right. Yeah. so I mean, he's definitely turned it on. He had
1: his best season without a doubt this year take out the chiefs game rest of it's still a right. pretty good resume, but,
0: and he's had four picks this year. So yeah, there you go, man. There you go. Um, Let's see if AB left Elijah Moore would be awesome. But I want to see Tyler Johnson develop more. I think you would definitely see Tyler Johnson develop more. Um, you, 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 you have to think about this. If they're drafting a wide receiver, it's long-term it, it is it's, it's long-term. So you have in 2022, you're, let's say they draft Elijah Moore. In 2022, your wide receivers, your top three, are Mike Evans, Elijah Moore, and Tyler Johnson. Like that's what it would be. Yeah. Everybody said, "Oh, Tyler Johnson." Thought, you know, the Bucks are still gonna be running three wide receiver sets most of the time. It's um, a really good point here from Vortex. Um, you don't need a lockdown corner as long as you have three quality guys, which we do. That's true. Like, yeah. You know, and
1: I wanted to bring that up before we kind of shifted from that. You look at the development of this secondary. I mean, beginning of the season. NFL.com had them ranked last place. That was obviously pretty wrong. But 2019, they came out of the gate. We really thought coverage was going to be the biggest issue on this defense all season long. And right around the halfway point is when everybody kind of stepped up, started feeling a little bit more comfortable in that defense. And this secondary was shutting people down. Um, so that unit as a whole has really, really improved. Like you've got... You've just got, you know, like Vortex said, you've got multiple great players back there, it seems like. And when everybody does their job, you don't have to rely so much on your cornerback one. You know, it wasn't like Carlton Davis was out there snatching those interceptions during the playoffs. It was Sean Murphy bunting. And who expected that from him before the playoffs started, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting was really the only corner I would say really struggled uh, a consistent basis during the season. So, uh, TB12 Goatman <laughs> says, I really don't know why y'all against Edelman coming to Tampa. Wait a minute. Um, did y'all <laughs> yeah, watch maybe, football? Uh, uh,
1: listen, I, I've got nothing but love for TB12 Goatman. He's in all of our live streams. I see him all the time checking out some Buccaneer content. He is a great consumer. But it's just so funny to me that a guy whose name is Tom Brady12 Goatman is is really upset that we didn't want Julian Edelman.
0: Um watch <laughs> football last 10 years. Him and Tom do work and okay, well, ten years. That was ten years ago. Um, so it, listen, the the fact
1: of the matter is is that he has uh he has some bum knees. Yeah, and... he's he's
0: he's literally guar- guaranteed to not play a full sixteen games. So right. that not and that's happen.
1: that's tough, man. Like he is one hell of a competitor, and that's something that everybody can talk about over the course of his career. Uh Bill Belichick had great things to say about him after his official uh retirement announcement, but you just at this stage in the game like we talked about earlier when you are a championship contending team even if it is tom brady's best friend you don't really want the guy <laughs> who is who is uh trending downwards and with the right. stacked wide receiver room that the buccaneers have i just don't think there was a place for julian edelman here with, with all no. due respect to the guy i thought he was had a great career thought he was a good player thought him and tom brady were you know the best of friends but i just don't think there's any room for him in tampa
0: his last, like, really good year was 2018. Right. Um, that was that was the last year. And that was the, the year they won the Super Bowl. Uh, that was the last Super Bowl they won. So, um, thank you, Willie, by the way. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Willie. Appreciate it. Uh, so, we have 90 people, 101. It just jumped up. <laughs> okay. There we go. 101 thank you guys so people. much for checking us out. Yeah. I really appreciate it. But play out. Yeah, if you guys are here, first time joining or something, jump in the chat. Let us know you're here. We love interacting with you guys. Let us know, you know, if you have a question or something, just, let us know super chats whatever they are it doesn't matter 17 games this season i know yeah it, he, know. he
1: wasn't even slated to play a 16 game season how is he yeah playing so he, 17? He,
0: he ain't playing 17 <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good um so here's here's one reason why uh why i don't uh love that this is gonna be very random davis mills the quarterback from stanford the dude's a bust dude's yeah. a complete bust for one reason and one reason only. If he comes to Tampa, even if he comes to Tampa, I'm going to say like, okay, they they're going to be looking for a looking for a quarterback because, uh you know, Frank G. Super Chat bidding for <laughs> not not tonight. So I don't and nobody's going to top Willie. I mean Willie really put no, it Willie out there, Willie so. came in, laid the hammer down, and that's all
1: he had <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, came he, in, wrecked he, he everyone, said, and left.
0: Yeah, nobody else is, is getting here. He's he's the Roman Reigns of yeah. this chat. So. um if anybody watched WrestleMania last night, let us know in the chat. Um It
1: was a good time, so, by the way. Yeah, it, yeah it was we'll, a do a, uh, we'll do a little Mania segment, I guess, for thirty seconds. But for a two night event, I wasn't expecting it to be as fun as it was, and I wasn't expecting the uh the Bad Bunny match to be nearly as good as it was either.
0: I like the two night thing because it's like WrestleMania used to be like six hours, like used to end at like twelve thirty sometimes. So right? Like, yeah. Oh my god! Like let me get the bet and uh yeah it was good though it was and bad bunny like apparently he's been like training for like months for this so i was like oh cool like i I like when like celebrities like you know they take it seriously and they can actually do stuff in the ring
1: it's just all about who has that uh i think it comes down to like the respect for the business you know what i mean respecting exactly how how things are done um and he was an outsider came in killed it at wrestlemania and now he's gonna go on tour next year so good for him
0: exactly exactly so i do want to say one thing before we move on to actual to why i think davis mills is a bust um for (laughs) a very simple reason um the staging and theming and ray j was amazing it did look awesome yeah man that stage was huge i i i get i would guess that that was the same design they were going to roll with last year i'm just going to guess that they didn't come up with a whole brand new design so i'm going to guess that that was basically the same design um so Rhett, uh you you did. You didn't love the the outcome of the main event last night, huh? No, <laughs> no. the tribal chief, man, the oh, head of the man. table. I, I
1: just I, it, Acknow- you I acknowledge him. <laughs> the finish. The finish to the match was was a little weird. It just yeah. I don't know. Everything kind of slowed down for a little bit and a chair shot to the head didn't really feel like it did it justice. And I I
0: didn't think it was going to be over. I thought somebody was going to kick out or like something was going to happen or like when that happened and Roman Reigns was standing in the middle of the ring, I said, okay, like is Brock coming out now. Like, why was it so like, it seems so abrupt to me, but whatever. Back to back to football. I I promise this is
1: the most wrestling talk you'll get on the podcast all season. Listen, it's, it's, it's WrestleMania. It's the off season. It's the granddaddy of them all. You got to at least talk about it a little bit, right?
0: Right. Right. And I, you know, I regularly watch wrestling, Rhett watches wrestling every now and then he used to watch it more, but um, so let's, let, let me say Davis Mills will be a bust, whether he is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback or not, he's going to be a bust for one simple reason. The dude wears full sleeves. The, the dude look, if you look at it, he, he wears, he looks like Sam Bradford. Like no, 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 no. Actually, so is this like no. the is this
1: like the Colin Cowherd backwards hat thing? Any yeah, quarterback this who wears my full version. sleeves cannot Any be a franchise
0: guy. They suck. Any quarter? Name me one quarterback that was good that wore full sleeves Tom besides Brady. what? No, Tom Brady. Tom Brady hasn't rolled up like that. No. I'm talking well, like, oh, the well, uh, down, you meant, Okay,
1: you meant for the jersey. I'm thinking full yeah. long sleeves. No, like, no, he wore no, wore black no. long sleeves against Washington. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The sleeve is
0: down, like literally. Like, what I think Peyton Manning might be the only quarterback. Like, Peyton Manning, I think, is the only quarterback that's ever been good. To wear long sleeves, okay. Bucks need a backup quarterback. Edelman's a fail. I like that idea. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, QB, QB three. Joel <laughs> hey, Edelman. he, he what, do you, what do you play? He played quarterback in like high school, either, yeah, right? That's what they say. Every time they, I think he
1: played a little bit in college, too. I think he was yeah, a college that QB. Is,
0: every time the Patriots were on a flea flicker, yeah. That's what they all brought up. Uh, Emily says, "Hi, guys. I hope we don't start the season sluggish and start taking names from the get go." Uh, my breakout player for this coming season is Vaughn. Keep killing it, guys. Well, thank you, Emily. I yeah, Appreciate thank you so it. Much. Um, yeah, I. You know, that's always a the Super Bowl hangover thing is always kind of a fear. But the the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and then they proceeded to go fourteen and two, which was better than their. Previous year's record, and they would went a, to the Super Bowl.
1: Would have probably ended up fifteen and one if they didn't rest their starters last yeah, week of the season. Like they,
0: they would have beaten the Chargers. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good teams are just good teams, and sometimes it, it affects teams. Yeah, for sure. But I, I do think that, especially with a guy like Tom Brady, who's won Super Bowls and then gone right back to the playoffs too. So yeah. uh, I don't think he's uh he's, Our buddy. Um, uh,
1: our buddy Ben Leeper with a great point in the chat. He says, Do you guys think we could see Rosen cut by the 49ers and possibly <laughs> return to the Bucs? Oh, bucks? boy. This one for is my fun brand. to think about. This one is fun to think about because I'm one of those people who pounds the table for Josh Rosen to actually get a fair shot in the NFL. You look hey, at the San Frank Francisco G, quarterback room. Oh, Frank G coming in with five bucks. Technically, Cameron Braid is QB2 right now. You're, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're let's, right. Just, let's just stick with Big Cam at uh, QB2. He'll be our backup when we need him. But Josh Rosen. You look at San Francisco's quarterback room. They've got like five guys, six guys, right? One, push is going to come to shove. And all of those backup quarterbacks they have are not going to be on the roster come week one. So I think Josh so you, Rosen has the so least experience me, yeah. out of everybody on
0: that uh, quarterback room, right? So you're telling me Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be his teammate Buccaneer? Tom Brady's going to take him under the wing again? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That, Jimmy Garoppolo that's,
1: is going to be a uh, New England Patriot again.
0: That's what I read. Oh, maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. Uh. That's a weird way to spell Mac Jones, even though they might be going to San Francisco. <laughs> um, yeah, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Eli Manning stinks. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm telling you that right now. Eli Manning's not good. This boy got lucky against Tom Brady two times in the playoffs, and you think he's one of the best quarterbacks like ever? Like, yo, do you think he should have been a Hall of Famer? He should have been sacked, and then the dude makes a lucky catch. The wide receiver made that play. The wide receiver, the wide receiver, ma- the wide receiver made that play. All right. Oh, and then the other thing was you know a good throw, but then a lucky catch by Mario Manningham or whatever his name was in the Mario second one. Whatever, Manningham? bro. Yeah, like he's not even in a league no more. Like, come on, bro. They <laughs> won with Josh with uh freaking what well, Brandon Jacobs as their running back. Like, come on. Hey okay, Kevin. Hey Kevin, Kevin, yeah, Kevin reeling you in, buddy. I I know. Hey, Kevin, quack, quack. Yeah. Hey, if you guys are
1: listening uh to the replay on our audio outlets, firstly, I just want to say thank you for making it this far. But if it seems a little chaotic, if it's hard to follow, that is the beauty of doing these live shows because the live chat is basically the show within the show, and it's our favorite way to interact with you guys. So make sure you check us out on YouTube if you haven't already. But if you are listening. We do appreciate you either way. If you're checking us out on YouTube and you haven't make sure you subscribe to the channel. We got a lot of great Buccaneers content. We're going to be doing some draft content tomorrow with Trevor Sickema of the draft network. And of course we got all the hype videos that we release every now and again, those do pretty well. The Tom Brady one up over 12,000 views. So thank you guys so much for all of that.
0: So uh... I can tell we're getting late in the chat because people start asking, you know, he's running back off the board. This is actually the thing we open with. Um, I don't, I don't think running back is completely off the board of the first round. But I think I think they would consider Travis Etienne, but I think they would pass on him probably. I don't think they would pass on Najee Harris, though. I think he's the one guy. Uh, um, somebody said Butterfinger Welker, yeah, and that, and that Super Bowl. And oh man. Yeah, whatever. Like, oh man, whatever. Um, I don't think Rosen would mess it up with the talent on our offense. The issue with Rosen is that uh, so Scott Browns, I think, sort of said this that Rosen just isn't the best leader type guy. Like he's just not like he's not the guy that walks into the room and sort of commands it. And I'm not saying every quarterback has to do that, but like for a Bruce Arians quarterback, like he, he likes that stuff. So if you had to pick between bowls or left, which is the most logical and likely coach to take over for Arians, who would y'all pick or another? That's actually a very good question. We haven't actually got this question. We got it a lot after the seven and nine year but we didn't really get it after this year because like you were focused on a Bowl, Right. Um, I would say probably the most likely one probably left, which because I think what's going to happen is Bowles is going to get a head coaching opportunity before left, which is yeah. I mean, uh, there's I a there's, there's a real opportunity there's a real opportunity there's a real possibility. I mean, that both guys could get head coaching jobs next year at the same time. In which case, I believe the Bucks would get two third round picks, um, because they are they're they are black assistant coaches. So if they get promoted, uh, you would get a third round pick. So the books could have a lot of some third, uh, two, three third round picks next year, um, depending on what happens, but, uh, Peyton Manning wore full sleeves. Yeah, he did. That's, I mean, I acknowledge Peyton. I said he is the only good quarterback that has ever wore full sleeves. Um, name me another one. You can't now, all the other ones was this like, 1970. No. Like, no, like get out name it out here. Yeah. Ever <laughs> like after like 1995, name me a good quarterback. That is consistently one that wore full sleeves. You Drew can't
1: let so duh. No, no. <laughs>
0: Drew Bledsoe got replaced by a six round pick.
1: Oh man, how good is he really?
0: What did that six round pick go on to do?
1: Not much, yeah. he's a
0: bum. I don't know. I he bet, was, yeah, I bet yeah, he's you, you know, you know, nowadays, you, huh? you know, you know, why he was good because he didn't wear full sleeves. <laughs> um uh Bowles man no brainer uh, Bowls is the more yeah sure Bowles is if you had your choice you would pick Bowles but I'm saying because I think other head coaching opportunities would come to Bowls before Leftwich. yeah like if Bruce Arians isn't ready to retire the Bucks aren't gonna fire Bruce Arians to hire Todd Bowles um you know so um no uh, let's see why do you think Bowls stayed because nobody offered him a job yeah, that's why he had interviews about
1: how it, 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 you know, it kind of surprised him. I know Byron Leftwich had a couple of interviews uh, during the playoffs that we covered. No, um, it, it,
0: it wasn't Leftwich. Bowles had the interviews. Leftwich actually didn't even have any interviews. On
1: OK, it. well, for, forgive me then. But um, I mean, when you're a great defensive minded coach, like it seems like Bowles is. And you've, gonna be you've more teams. been a head
0: coach before.
1: You've exactly. Before. You've got that, you know, you've got that experience on your resume. Teams are going to gravitate towards that. And I know that the landscape of the NFL is shifting more towards these, you know, younger, great playmakers, great offenses, Sean McVay kind of guys. But there is nothing that can be underestimated about a guy like Todd Bowles, given what he can do to any NFL defense like we've seen him do in Tampa Bay. So he's going to be, you know, one of those guys who pops up on the radar a little bit sooner than other head coach positions.
0: Right. So um, it said there's another question from Ben um who is the understudy i i'll get to that and david's I got a great question about. i know what you're talking about <laughs> and i will address it uh who is the understudy to left which who would step into the role i assume you mean offensive coordinator so let's say if leverage were to leave or to be head coach then and i'm actually going to bring up a name that i think could oh jesus look who's in the chat now oh uh-huh. um, better late than never i guess yeah, start bidding. Um, <laughs> let's go. Um, so, <laughs> um oh, I lost my I thought now. Um that's what that's um, what James um, does to people. He shows it's, up it's, and you forget what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. Uh, Mr.
1: Fox Nation I, in the chat. What's up, buddy?
0: I think it, it's it could be uh Harold Goodwin. Uh, I think and he'd be maybe a consideration for head coaching too. Um he actually Jason Light interviewed Harold Goodwin the same year that he hired Dirk Cutter. Uh, so Jason Light has has obviously uh, has obviously had you know some interest in, in good ones. So let's let's move on to David here though. He said Rhett and Evan should do a King of the Wing, but instead of wings, an entire turkey. So what are we splitting this turkey in half? Or Are we getting two whole turkeys? Well, like that, and that, it's that, that's the thing that I didn't get. What's
1: easy about doing chicken wings is that you know the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a lot easier to score. Like if you're splitting a bird down the middle. Right. How much of the bird do you have to eat do you have to eat the burnt crusty undercut of the bird are you white meat and dark meat like are there yeah. different categories what's the criteria right with a chicken wing you can just throw it down show the bone to the camera and call it a day and, and i think that's why you know also the name is better like what king of the bird you know that doesn't rhyme
0: yeah yeah i mean <laughs> you know maybe james can do that your boy just woke up from a fat nap. Uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, hey, wow. Willie B. I mean, you, Good you, evening you slept, to the Bucks. You, James, Bucks. what do you mean nap? You slept until noon. Bucks so content I don't, creator of the year. You you, you slept until noon, so I don't understand what you need a nap for. Um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, uh, bidding wars. Now, do you think they pay Bulls head coach money to stay on as a defensive coordinator? They could. I mean, I know obviously it did with Mike Smith. It obviously didn't work out, but I don't know. I think a guy would rather just have the opportunity to be in control of that again rather than more money. Um, how right. they did the Chiefs, it was impressive the game plan. Oh, it definitely was. But guess the Bucks saw that. But guess who else saw that? Every NFL owner. So. <laughs> Um, I feel like if let's say like, you know, and I think the, the new thing that a lot of people want the NFL to put in is you can't, um, you can't hire a head coach who has the Super Bowl. If that was the case, Todd Bowles wouldn't be here right now because he'd be him and Byron left, which would probably be gone. Uh, this is a good question. Uh, how would you replace Todd Bowles? I don't know. That's the one thing that that's offensive coordinator. I think it's easy because I think it's Harold Goodwin defensive coordinator I don't think you'd be looking at an outside hire maybe right. if Todd Bowles becomes a head coach I don't really think a defensive coordinator matters because he'd likely be calling the plays the defensive plays at least but let's say it's Byron which you know as the head coach with Todd Bowles you know is already left I don't know that's where you can maybe look for for an outside hire so. now
1: I know you brought up the idea of an outside hire but is there anybody on that defensive staff that you think could really fill the shoes uh, as
0: defensive coordinator I mean Larry foot maybe in a few years um Casey Rogers maybe but I, I think Larry foot would be the guy probably yeah. um I feel like the turkey could be more interesting just because of size it could be a great way to showcase who's the better eater dog we had trouble with those chicken wings I'll tell you that right now <laughs> I'm I'm gonna tell you right now that the, the turkey would not be any better it would be probably worse like I Dude, you I ate seven wings in like what seven minutes or something, and I didn't eat. that. After we did that, Rhett hung out at my place for a little bit longer, right? Like a few more hours. I didn't eat a single thing the rest of that day. I was I was completely stuffed.
1: It's funny too because the thing about turkey is that one we would have to make. You got to cut consuming. it or something. I don't I don't know if they sell fully cooked, ready to eat turkeys at your local Publix.
0: Just but... have James make it.
1: Well, the thing is, is that if you prep it wrong, you know, the 18-hour cooking time that they usually have, if you prep it wrong and it's a little too dry, oh, it's going to be unbearable going down. If you get a dry (laughs) bite, it could really slow things down. could cause an injury. We could have somebody choked death live on the air due to a a, a dry bite of turkey. That's why I think the the public's wings are the way to go.
0: I think Evan would actually throw up if he tried to eat a turkey quickly. You're correct. (laughs) <laughs> that would happen that that's exactly what would happen yeah. it can be a thanksgiving special i mean it's a good idea for a thanksgiving special but maybe we can just do a thanksgiving special where we're eating our thanksgiving meals in peace and not racing How, Oh, how's look that? at mr bucks nation or public employee
1: chiming in correcting me here uh yes Rhett, they do serve <laughs> fully cooked turkeys
0: <laughs> well so you actually do observe stuff at your job huh james um rather than just go around and you know just mess around all day every, every play, time play we on your time, play on your walkie-talkies
1: every time we facetime james and he's working he's always he at work
0: he's doing nothing yeah what are they
1: paying this guy for
0: <laughs> I don't he's understand. got his airpods
1: in talking on the phone
0: yeah hey yeah, he's he showing us to his boss what's going on here what is he doing <laughs> What are they paying him for? I asked him, I said, don't you have customers in the store? No, nah, they all left. Well,
1: yeah, probably because nobody was helping there? him out.
0: Problem- <laughs> yeah, he's James on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did they look at this one dude with a mop in his head talking to some random people <laughs> on the phone? And, and, you know, those old people or whatever, they don't understand that there's a microphone and the earbuds. So they look at him talking to somebody, think he's talking to himself. Exactly. And they're like, I'm staying away from that aisle.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to wrap things up just yet, but we're going to take a couple of more questions. If you have them in the live chat, oh, make sure getting you're getting entertaining them for us. now. What's up? It's getting entertaining now. Oh, I know, man. James just got here. He's got everybody riled up. We're going to take a couple of questions in the live chat before we start to wrap things up. But you'll, I do want to say you'll thank probably you to fall everybody. Asleep.
0: You'll probably fall asleep with the target. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Here we go.
1: From John DeRiley, he says, I've grown to appreciate Donovan Smith, but is he our perennial tackle for the Bucks, a.k.a. 10 plus years? I, I think 10 plus years might be wishful thinking because he is pretty close to 30. But uh... <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, John. Uh, but what do you think about Donovan Smith and maybe his longevity? Because we talked about after his contract extension is up, he could possibly be in a situation where you know he's in his early 30s he's going to want to go out and make a lot of money as a premier nfl left tackle if he continues to play the way that he did during the playoffs um so what do you think about donovan smith and uh the future of him at left tackle for the bucks do we do we have to worry about looking at more left tackles once free agency rolls around for him
0: uh, <laughs> um well 10 <laughs> 10
1: this is where the live chat comes in handy guys like i said if you're if you're listening on our audio outlets we do appreciate you but the chat makes the show on on nights
0: like these um they don't even know what we're laughing at if you're listening to the audio thing you have no idea um so Next t- 10 plus years is tricky for me because like he's already what 28 years old, so like it's right. not gonna be 10 plus years, but I mean he's under contract for what three more seasons, yep. Right, and he's already been in the league for six years or seven years. So I mean, you know, let's say he finishes out that contract and then leaves in free agency, he's been your tackle for almost a decade, like you know. Um I, I think that would technically be, you know, that. I don't think, I don't think people realize like Donovan Smith is actually a little bit older than, than people think. Um, Who'd rather have uh, an Edelman, AB or Edelman for the minimum. Oh, come on. AB all day, Um, man. So we, this is David's bringing up a good one. I need Rhett and Evan to debate. is a hot dog sandwich. We had talked about this. I don't remember what episode, but I think I tweeted out a picture of like an encyclopedia of sandwiches because if I remember correctly, you said it was, and I was like, "It's not." I don't so remember it, my take. I really don't. On the encyclopedia, of sandwiches. If you just look that up, the hot dog is not on there, so it's not a sandwich. It's it's not. It's a hot dog. A hot dog's a hot dog. So let me ask you. Let me ask
1: you a question. If you take a hot dog bun and you fill it up with ham, cheese, make an Italian, right? Is that a sandwich on a hot dog bun? If it's presented with sandwich meats, you know, a sure, little because bit of lettuce, presented, it's oregano, it's presented with, with sandwich meats, not a hot dog, not a hot dog, though. Okay, That's why. It's so if you, you put a hot dog itself. between two pieces of bread, it's,
0: it's, a it's, still, not
1: a, it's still not a sandwich. It's like not a, two it's hamburger not a sandwich. buns with a hot dog in the middle the is not br- a sandwich.
0: The bread has nothing to do. It's the hot dog itself that makes it a hot dog.
1: I don't know. I don't and, feel like and, arguing and, with you
0: canon <laughs> fire podcast <laughs> James actually dies question mark question. from the uh, thumbnail the it... thumbnail is just like us looking all worried and stuff and him just standing <laughs> laying on the ground somebody
1: somebody's doing the YouTube o face on all the thumbnails are you <laughs> yeah exactly you're you're touching your face yeah you you get it uh joel comes in with a good question do you guys think the bucks i'm sorry do you think the nfl will make the bucks at pat's prime time next season without a doubt i really think they do
0: yeah they might if it's not prime time it'll be like one of those nationally televised games for sort of like, right, like o'clock. You know, yeah america's like game five. of the week yeah pretty much it'll it'll be for the country to see. what if you make meatballs out of hot dogs and make them Meatball stuff—that's you're getting too technical with it. Now. Well, if you're making
1: meatballs out of hot dogs, I don't think
0: they're hot dogs anymore. Yeah, I think one, it's just hot you, dog meat. You, one, how you doing that? I want—I want to know because you <laughs> cut up the hot
1: dog. Listen, if you make meatballs out of hot dog meat, I'm calling the cops. Yeah,
0: hi... John, well, what? You... I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> I gotta come over to your house for a barbecue, man. I don't. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind looking at Bama inside linebacker Dylan Moses. He could be groomed behind Levante David. What do you guys think? Uh, Moses was actually a guy who was uh, last year, if you talked to people, you would have thought he was a first round pick or like a second round pick. And now he's really, um, really, really dropped. Uh, r- r- really dropped. It's really, really, his stock has really dropped. And, um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, I think it'd be a third round, maybe fourth round thing, but I mean, maybe, um, because I mean, I think if you look at it, he still has potential. So, I mean, and he wouldn't have to play right away again. So maybe, um, David, David brings the, uh, the hard hitting questions tonight. He says,
1: listen, this is a fantastic podcast, but it lacks personal connection. So right Nevin, how old is the most expired uh... item in your fridge? Uh, I, I, you know what? I'll go ahead and leave this one off because we recently had a uh, a run-in with the most expired item in our fridge. I, I was I was downstairs cleaning out the fridge. We were getting ready to leave. Uh, for fumigation, our apartment got fumigated a couple weeks ago, so we had to vacate the premises for a couple days. So we're packing our stuff. We're cleaning out the food, and I find a jug of chocolate milk. Not just oh. any chocolate milk, like a like a half gallon chocolate milk. And I can see it. It's got, like, tiger stripes in it from the back of the fridge. Oh, and I'm like, good. oh, that's not good. So I picked it up, and I twisted it, and I saw some stuff move, and some of it didn't. It looked like a big, thick, like, peanut butter chocolate milkshake deal. Like a blizzard you'd get. And I checked it. This was a couple weeks ago, so this was still the month of April.
0: Um, It still is the month of April, so it expired.
1: It expired in January like January 11th, 2021 was when it expired. So it had probably been in our fridge since before Christmas. That is, that is the oldest thing that I think we've had in this fridge since I moved in this apartment.
0: Um, let's see. So I actually just cleaned out my fridge recently. Um, I think I had, forget what it was, but something was, uh, something was, um, It was like a yogurt or something. Uh, And it was... Any of the dairy stuff is just awful. It was like late 2019 or something. And it like I didn't even open it. I just threw it right away. Um, The apartment that we've had, obviously we do a little
1: bit better of a job because we haven't lived here as long term. But at my mom's house before I moved out, dude, I found a jar of olives that expired in like 2017. Oh. This was last year. So they were they were over three years old. It was it was pretty goddamn disgusting.
0: Yeah. Wow. Um yeah, that is a dangerous game, uh, James, to to take a nap after five. And, like I said, but the but the dude that's why he sleeps until noon every day, I guess. Because yeah. he'll take a I don't nap know. and then
1: he'll wake up at one in the morning and say, Oh, you know, Yeah, know. exactly.
0: Well, Richard asks, What if you put spam in a hot dog Well, Spam is basically the Asian hot dog. If it's basically something, then it's not. So <laughs> it's it's not a hot dog so that's not look at look at evan no, deconstructing who's eating, it who's eating a spam sandwich bro <laughs> who, who's eating that no nobody i know <laughs> who's got the better okay, mustache
1: who... evan or giovanni bernard not gonna lie evan seems like a good pick here let's go that uh let's that go. offensive lineman what's his name john john mulchon john mulchon yeah yeah, it, he, he, Mr. Bugs Nation had him on the show. Yes, he did. He would like a word with both of you guys about the mustache uh, competition no. down here in Tampa get, Bay. Get out of here, mulking. Listen, we got one is. more question Mulch. we'll take before we wrap things up because people are, people are getting out of here. They don't want to hear us talk about spam and hot dog sandwiches anymore. Hot dog meatball subs, I think, is where a lot of people drew the uh, line.
0: Legit had a sauce in my fridge from 2015. God. Jesus, James.
1: That's disgusting, James. TB12 Goatman <laughs> will be our final question of the stream. That's
0: disgusting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you see any other veteran players coming to Tampa for some D-line help? Um, I know we talked about Clay Matthews. I know it's not D-line help, I, but I'm, if I'm he's out not retired at this point,
0: maybe an extra edge rusher? Uh, yeah, not Clay Matthews. Though. No,
1: that ship has sailed.
0: No, he hasn't played football in over a year exactly like, <laughs> i i think i think no it thanks. all goes
1: without saying that he's probably retired
0: um yeah, I but think but what he, do you he's think? like one of those guys that like unofficially officially retired
1: because I, I i don't steve McClendon is coming back
0: no nah, i don't i think he's gonna end up retiring probably yeah he, he, he walked out brain. with her he's like 34 done. yeah i i think so yeah
1: but what, what do you think are there any other uh any other NFL vets that you think could bolster up the middle of that defensive line? Cause it doesn't seem like they're going to do
0: it in the draft. No, I, I think they might do it in the later rounds. Yeah. I think that's their plans. Yeah. Um, there's a, a thing about Kyle Trask here. We will talk about specifically about Kyle Trask tomorrow when we have the Draft Network's Trevor Sycamore on to preview the offensive side of the football for the Bucs. Uh, Trevor just recently put out a mock draft. It was very interesting, so we'll talk about that. Uh, David, next podcast, we should go live with James at Publix if he gets fired quality content. What do you th- Well, I'm, I'm flying down for that if that's, you know. <laughs> If any time I get to see James get fired is, is, is a must, is a must opportunity. So, um, you know, remember he was telling us a story about that guy on the walkie talkie. Oh yeah. he got mad at. So James, James is kind of a douche at at Publix. You don't want to run (laughs) you YouTube. Mr. Bucks nation is way different from Publix, Mr. Bucks nation. So you run into him. Don't say hi because he ain't going to be too nice to you. Mr. Mr. 10 K subs, you know? Yeah. He's, he's too cool for school now. You know, yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, he 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 introduced me to to the one guy, and he to his one coworker, and he said to his coworker, "Are you gonna subscribe to their channel?" And his coworker goes, "I'm not even subscribed to your channel." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Ah, oh, that's that's
1: nice." That proves what um, his, uh, that proves what his coworkers must think of him, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um one one last thing, Ryan Kerrigan would be a possibility on edge. Think there's a good chance we draft a guy though. Yeah, I think on the edge, as far as edge goes, I don't I don't see them drafting uh signing a veteran for that. Um I, I think yeah, they're gonna the first two or three rounds, I think you're gonna see an edge. And I actually think in the draft as a whole you'll see probably maybe two edge rushers drafted or so Uh, i think you might see more than one so we gotta we gotta flurry Uh, of
1: thumbs down by the way i'm probably because those people came in and we were talking about hot dog sandwiches i know I know. (laughs) i know listen ladies and gentlemen thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the cannon fire podcast everybody hanging out live with us we appreciate your support if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Like Evan had mentioned a little earlier, sure we're going to be live once again to- What tomorrow are you talking night. about? You sound
0: like a moron. <laughs> Evan likes them toes. What are you talking about? And I, I know. I'm, I'm going to have to FaceTime after this because I don't know oh, what man. he's talking about. He's spreading lies now.
1: Willie Beeman. Our guy Kevin had to check out a little bit early, but we still appreciate him I holding it down so, as the man. moderator. Ben Leaper, David Cardona with the hard-hitting questions, Airship Flyer. I think i already mentioned uh, vortex our guy joel austin Damn. thank you guys tune, so much. tune
0: in tune in tomorrow we actually we will be going live with trevor however we will be looking at the chat somewhat but it won't be as interactive as tonight that's why it was actually nice tonight we were able to sort of sit back and, and have a more laid-back show but if you guys have any questions for trevor be sure to put them in that chat tomorrow um yeah, it'll be, it'll be a fun time. It uh, should be around seven o'clock or so. We'll be going live with, with Trevor Sycamore. So I'm uh, oh, yeah. excited for it.
1: Check out the show on social media Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are the best place to go for updates on the show and of course Buccaneer News as it happens. Speaking of Bucs news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan uh, on Instagram. He,
0: he sneaks in a 99 center.
1: Uh right at the right at the end. I guess James. we have to talk about him. Thanks for the uh, <laughs> thanks for the dollar towards the Wendy fund, James. Your support is greatly appreciated. G- Gabby,
0: Gabby's gonna kill you. Just oh, say
1: quit sending us, quit, quit giving us money, James. He just wants me to go. He just wants me to buy him a burger once I feel better. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the show. Follow Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. You can That's also follow am. him on Twitter at Evan NFL. And last but not least, you can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. We'll be live with Trevor Sykema from the Draft Network talking uh, – I don't know quarterbacks being drafted by Tampa Bay, maybe, Ooh. and of course everything else that we had mentioned here on the show. I'm your host, Rhett, signing off from my co-host, Evan. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, as always, go Bucks!
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.